This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is my post-match reaction show, my five takeaways. From Fulham's 3-0 loss to Bournemouth on Boxing Day. Very disappointing loss for Fulham, coupled with another disappointing loss against Burnley. So right now, Fulham currently have 21 points halfway through the season. Not terrible, but they're coming off of these two bad losses. I'll be speaking about my five takeaways from this last loss against Bournemouth coming up. At the end of the episode, I'm going to share some commentary I have on what I've been noticing on the social media platform X in regards to the phone supporters. I have some thoughts on that. And also, I'm going to be talking a little bit about a hashtag that just began, hashtag Silva out. I've got some interesting thoughts on that. That's all in this episode. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other film supporters find us. Okay, let's get to it. Before I go through my five takeaways, I just want to mention this, that I'm recording this on Wednesday. And only a week ago and a day, Fulham had one of their best victories in a long time, getting through to the semifinal of the Carabao Cup. Can we please not forget about that? We need to remember that Fulham have accomplished a great deal in the first half of the season. They're on 21 points. That's not terrible. And they are in a semifinal. Now, these two losses have been bad. There are reasons for it. I'm going to go through it in my five takeaways. Definitely going to discuss it. But if you look at it, it's not as bad as these two losses make it to be. In fact, the four matches beforehand show more progress than going backwards. That's just the way I'm seeing it. And I'll be sharing that in this show. You can be upset about the losses. I'm not happy with the losses either. But I also am looking at the big picture, and I don't see a relegation battle in Fulham's future. I know that there's only six points in between Fulham and Luton Town. 
By the way, I think Luton Town beat Sheffield United. So just keep that in mind because they are going to be beating each other. That's fine. But they're still going to struggle the bottom three to get victories against anyone else. They are. So if you're asking me, are Fulham in a relegation battle? The answer is absolutely not. They are not. But we shall see how this all plays out. I'm not going there. If it becomes a reality, of course I will say I was wrong. But I don't believe it. I think Fulham are going to be fine the rest of the season. The question is, is fine good enough? I don't think fine's good enough. And Fulham need absolutely to invest in January. And, of course, we have players leaving for the African Cup of Nations, which gives you challenges. January is going to be tough. But it's also a wonderful opportunity with that semifinal. We have something to look forward to. Please remember that. A semifinal is coming up for Fulham Football Club, a match against Arsenal. An FA Cup match. There are some very good matches upcoming for Fulham. It's a very bad loss. The two losses are not good at all. But we move forward. We're on to Arsenal. But before we go on to Arsenal, let's talk about this Bournemouth loss. And let's start with number five. And it involves Bournemouth themselves. Bournemouth, i got to be honest with you, I was doubting them making the move for this new manager. But it's taken time. And now they are flying. Congratulations to Bournemouth. They deserved all three points. They took advantage of Fulham's mistakes and let's just call what they are. And they scored three goals. So congratulations to them. It was a very even match. Let's just be honest here. In that first half up to the goal, I'll be talking about that in number four. But one team was clinical and another team was toothless. So when you couple that together, you're going to get one team winning. And Bournemouth deserve credit for their complete transformation. Congratulations to them. Congratulations on the victory. That's my number five. Now let's go to number four. And as I mentioned before, this was an even match. If you look at the stats at halftime, possession was at 50% each team. So that tells you it was just back and forth. No team was better than the other except one got the goal. And that was Bournemouth. And that changed the match. We've seen this over and over again. Fulham are a team that has usually responded, I think, to giving up that goal, at least in recent terms. I go to that Liverpool match. They have been able to respond. But recently, in the last two matches, they have not. So that's something that we have to put our finger on. Why are they not responding? Well, they certainly did not in this match. They actually, in the beginning of the second half, they came out with a little urgency and they were creating some things, but not really clinical, nothing really in the final third to really write home about. But they did show a little bit of urgency. But this first goal changed everything because I thought Fulham had some opportunities, but toothless. But every time Bournemouth had the ball, I felt they were dangerous. That, to me, is the difference in the match. And the goal changes everything. It absolutely does. It doesn't change the style of either side, by the way. Both teams continue to play and are who they are. These two teams do what they do. That actually will be at the end of this episode where I go to my number one. Both these teams are who they are. And that really didn't change much. And the first half just shows that. Except one team got the goal, changed the match, and unfortunately Fulham could not rebound from that. That's why... 
That's my number four. The first goal changed the match. Number three, Paulina had a poor match by his standards. And uh, I looked at the penalty. It's a penalty. He's clumsy there. He's not as aggressive as he normally is, I think. But you know what? He's allowed to have a bad game. Fans are now running with that, saying that he wants out. I'm not buying any of that. Absolutely not buying any of that. A player can have a bad match. And also, you have to give a little credit to Bournemouth, especially on the first goal. That was a great run by Scott. Give him credit. But Paulinho had a poor game. And this just proves when Paulinho is not playing well, Fulham don't play well. I've said that over and over again. This is why Fulham cannot afford to sell Paulinho because they do not have a replacement. They absolutely do not. So when Paulinho has a stinker, Fulham tend to as well. But listen, up to that first goal, Fulham were in it, but Paulinho was not at it in this match. For whatever reason, this was not one of his better games. In fact, it was a poorer game. So that's why that's my number three. Number two, and this is one that people might get irritated to hear, but it's what I believe. I truly believe this. The miss of Jimenez and William was massive in this match. It was massive in the last few matches. Raul Jimenez's red card, I think, has changed everything to the flow of how Fulham play going forward. So many players, I think, are affected. I'm looking at Andres Pereira, looking at actually Awobi, who's playing well, but I think is better on the right-hand side. So now you have to put him on the left-hand side. A lot is affected by Jimenez and William being out. Absolutely. So it doesn't flow as the way it normally does. And that's why I think you are seeing the goals dry up. I think if the optimal starting 11 is in there, I think Fulham score here. I think if Jimenez is playing, I think Fulham definitely score and make this a match. I think he was a huge loss in this match. Rodrigo Muniz is doing his best. He's absolutely trying out there. So I want to give him credit for trying, but he is not a Premier League striker. Let's just call it what it is. And Fulham have missed out without Jimenez. It's taken them a while to learn how to play with him. So now you take him out of the mix, and I think it just throws everything out of whack. It's like an engine having some parts that are old and you need to replace them and it just doesn't run the car doesn't run as well as it should sometimes you need an oil change the car's not running as well as it should well we look at foam right now and the car's not running the way it's supposed to be running and for me it's because these two players are out i truly believe that i think that's a big part of why we are seeing the performances we are seeing those players are back I think these matches are completely different. It's just my opinion. You can disagree with me on that. And I've heard this argument. People have come to me and said, well, Russ, that's pretty bad that you are putting so much stock on two players that are in their 30s to keep Fulham going. And I'm not going to disagree with that. But that's where we are right now. So we could talk about the recruitment. And I'm not going to disagree with the recruitment. You could talk about Marco not finding the right combinations. Marco deserves some blame here, coach and staff, because they're trying to find a solution, but it obviously isn't working. The players who are replacing the players out need to step up. 
end of story. They need to step up, and maybe they're not able to. Maybe they're just not good enough. Maybe Bobby Decadova Reed, who I like, who can play everywhere, is not the right player moving forward, starting in a match for Fulham Football Club on a regular basis. Maybe he can each like every once in a while. But Bobby Decadova Reed, not a good match. Not a good match at all. Like I said, then you're going to force Alex Owobi on the left, which I don't think is great. So, and then you have the problem up front. It's all affected. These two players being out totally, I think, have uh, really caused some problems for Fulham Football Club, especially Jimenez. That's why. That's my number two. Coming up next is my number one takeaway from this 3-0 loss for Fulham against Bournemouth. Then I'm going to have some commentary about what I've been seeing on the social media platform X. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. To end this episode, I'm going to give you my number one takeaway and then, of course, some commentary on what I've been seeing on social media. So let's start with my number one takeaway, and that is this. Marco Silva is a do-what-we-do manager. Fulham play one way. They can tweak it, but this is who they are. They will continue to play this way. And it might drive you crazy at times, but Marco does not change within his philosophy. This is who he is. This is who the team is. This is the identity of Fulham Football Club right now. It's Marco Silva's style. That's not going to change. Now, can we question Marco's decisions? Absolutely. I had someone say to me, maybe we should not have played Tom Kearney in this match and played Harrison Reed because when you look at the players that Bournemouth have and how dangerous they can be, maybe that should have been the move. That's a good second guess, honestly. And I look back at it, and if you look back at the starting 11 against Liverpool, you understand why Marco went with Harrison Reed. So that lends me to say, well, why wouldn't he do that against Bournemouth? And I think a little bit of this is that, I'm going to say it, I think it's a little bit of being arrogant. This is who he is, and he might do it against the top sides. He might get a little bit more defensive with Harrison Reed, but against a team like Bournemouth, who... I think is even to Fulham, he's probably going to play more offensive and play Tom Kearney. So, but the thing about it is he does make changes, but it's within his system. I do think at times he is late to make substitutions. So it is fair to criticize Marco Silva. Absolutely fair. But this is the system. He is different than Parker. Parker was 
his own way. He did it his way. Well, in a way, Marco does it his way, and he doesn't really change much within the way he plays. He'll change things. In fact, he'll tweak things more than I think Parker would. But you know what? This is is his style of play. So at some point, you have to accept that this is what Fulham are going to look like. They're going to play in the front foot, and sometimes it's going to give you some good results. Sometimes you're going to have some stinkers. Tonight, let's call what it is. It was a stinker. It was an absolute stinker, but it happens. It absolutely happens. And that's why that's my number one. If For some reason, if, if fans are looking for Marco to change, he isn't going to change. This is who he is. And I want him as Fulham's manager for years to come. I would rather go with him doing what he does than going with someone else. So for me, Marco Silva is a do-what-we-do manager is number one, and you just got to accept it. Okay. So on top of that, let's talk a little bit about a hashtag that popped up yesterday. And let's be honest, it's only one fan, and I'm not going to read out his name. I don't want to do that to this supporter because we're all supporters. But I am going to read out the tweet. So I'm going to read out the tweet and going to share my thoughts on it. And it is hashtag Silva out, so you can go there. And here is the tweet. Sorry, Fulham FC, but I'm going to start the hashtag Silva out thread. Absolutely no plan B when we go behind. He's had two good seasons, but we've reached the end. Okay. So this supporter, you have your right to have your opinion. If you want to do a hashtag Silva out, you have every right to do that. But then you have to be prepared for people disagreeing with you like myself. And I disagree with this 100%. I disagree with it. This identity that if things go bad, we have to get rid of the manager. It happens in English football over and over and over again. I'm against this. I'm completely against that mindset. So I'm completely against hashtag Silva out. But this supporter is actually going with what a lot of supporters do around England, they put out hashtag for the manager to get out, basically. So this is nothing new. It's the first time that it's happened with, I believe, with Silva. It it might have happened before, but in recent terms. And uh, I completely disagree with it, obviously. He's entitled to his opinion. I just think, in my opinion, it's ridiculous to even consider. I actually had someone actually say to me, are you worried about if, if the results get bad in January that, the cons might make a move to get rid of Silva. I said, absolutely not. I'm not worried about it, but I'm sure someone is going to say something. Someone's going to say, "Uh uh-oh, here comes Marco Silva at home, get dragged into a relegation battle. Uh Uh-oh, Marco Silva needs to go. And I'm completely and utterly against that kind of thinking. I think it's ridiculous. That's my opinion, but others have a different opinion. So, if you want to continue the hashtag Silva out, continue it. And I'm going to continue to disagree with it and tell you why I disagree with it. So just be prepared. You want to put it out there and others want to put out hashtag Silva out. Be prepared for the backlash on that. You might have people that agree with you, but then you're going to have people that disagree with you like me. Okay. 
So that's going to end that discussion about hashtag civil, but one other topic on social media, just in general, especially on X. So I have said this before, I've said, made this term, and it's a term that actually started here in Boston called the fellowship of the miserable. And this goes back to the late 1990s when the Red Sox and the Celtics Bruins and the Patriots were just not winning anything. And the media were called the fellowship of the miserable because they would just harp on all the negative. So I've now coined the foam fellowship of the miserable. Now, let me just mention what I mean by this. It is supporters have a right to be upset, to be a glass half empty. I know many supporters that are glass half empty. I have no issue with that. That wouldn't be someone that I would put in the category of the full fellowship of the miserable. Not that fan. It's the fan that actually is trying to bring everyone else down because they're just not feeling good. And they're just going to just crap on Fulham just because um, they want to, because that for some reason makes them feel like, like they are voicing their opinion. But I just think at times, members of the Fulham Fellowship of the Miserable, and they're out there, only show themselves out when Fulham's results are bad. If you are talking positively, talking negatively, you're not a member of the Fulham Fellowship of the Miserable. This is not a large group. It's not a large group. It's not. It's a minority. But I would just say to the Fulham Fellowship of the Miserable, just if you're going to get out there and try to be negative for the sake of being negative, that's fine. Just be positive when Fulham's results are there too. Let's not just hear from you when the results are going bad. That's all. If you want to be negative, you can be negative. Just be balanced. Just be balanced. That's what I mean. When I talk about the Fulham Fellowship of the Miserable, it's the people that are just pure negative. That's it, and refuse to see the other side. They just only see one thing, and they only come out when Fulham's results are bad. So that's what I mean. If anyone's wondering why I bring this up, it's because uh, I'm on social media all the time. And this is a minority, let me just say. Like I said, I'll say it over and over again. I have no issue with someone being a glass half empty. I'm glass half full. No issue with that. I'll call the team out when they deserve it, and I'll praise them when the, it is warranted. Same thing here. If someone wants to be negative, that's great. Too. Let's just hear from you when things go well. And I know a lot of good people that do that, that I would back, okay? It's not about them. It's just the people that only want to hear their get out there when things are bad. To me, you're members of the Fulham Fellowship of the Brisbane. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other phone supporters find us. That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.